Hello and welcome to the Declassified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I am one of your hosts, Josiah from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I'm your other host, Hillhouse from the Big Love Club. And we are here to bring you the recap of the week in news. And not just any news, but specifically video game news. And this show is going to be <laughs> packed full next week because it will be in oh, yeah. the midst of E3. Um, so uh, sit back and enjoy a show with not much news. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a very relaxed week compared to probably all of the things we can talk about next week. But it is interesting. A lot of the stories this week are from things that probably could have waited until next week. And I, I am very surprised to see um, some of the announcements that we saw this week. And um, I don't want to dive into that quite yet. Uh, yeah, I do yeah. want to talk about games that we've played. This last week, because that's why we always start our shows. But before we even jump into that, I want to talk about something that happened really funny at um, my main source of income, uh, a job that will not be na- <laughs> named. <laughs> but if you know anything about me, you know that I work at a retail store. And uh, I was I was approached by an older gentleman today. And one of the funniest things happened. He... He said the name of a phone. He was asking for a cell phone. And and I, I don't work in that department anymore, but when I did, um, people would say things like Wi-Fi instead of Wi-Fi. Like, I've heard yeah, everything, yeah. you know? Um, and at this point, I feel like older gentlemen and uh, gentlewomen, let's be fair, um, they assume that this generation just makes up so many words <laughs> that they would probably assume any name attached to a electronic device is probably a word that was just made up for it, you know? Uh, so if you see something like Alcatel or something, you know that Alcatel isn't something that, you know, you have at brunch. You know Alcatel is a producer of cell phones. <laughs> but this guy, he wanted a Samsung. Uh, he specifically said Galaxy. <laughs> And I know that the word galaxy existed during his youth. <laughs> I know there's no way galaxy. that the word galaxy was not a thing. And he, with a straight face, asked for a galaxy. And uh, it was really hard to keep it together. Because I knew that he thought that it was one of those words that is just made up. And bless his heart, he, he, thought, he thought galaxy <laughs> was some fancy made up word that was a model of phone. So he's like, I want this, I want this uh, Samsung Galaxy. <laughs> but I just thought it was really funny. I didn't want to take up too much of the podcast. See, I just think I it's funny to it think. That, dude. I would have lost it on that because I would have been like, what? <laughs> like, and he would have said it again and I would have, I would have corrected him at that point, you know, because that I don't know why I do it, but I do. I would have. I, I would have said, had oh, it. you mean the Samsung Galaxy. <laughs> You can't do that because people get really angry when they realize they get angry they look if you like make an idiot. Feel stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, I probably would have had no clue what he was talking about if he didn't point with his finger at the word galaxy. If he just walked up to me, like in the aisle of like any aisle, and just said galaxy, I would have had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> I'd be like galaxy. Um, is that like a laxative? Yeah, I would think that it would be. <laughs> Like next to Tums or something, but um, yeah, that's over in pharmacy, <laughs> sir. 
<laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was really funny. It's just funny to think about that the older generation has like given up so much on assuming that anyone would use a normal everyday word <laughs> with electronics that the first thing that the brain does is assume that galaxy is not a real word. <laughs> so I think the new thing that people should start doing is they should start naming cell phones and tablets and even cars, which they already do with cars. Name them things that we use in English, you know, and then just mispronounce them intentionally. <laughs> and that way, that way, the generation of people that don't know to mispronounce it, pronounce it correctly. And then the youngins would um, pronounce it incorrectly because they're in the know and they know that you don't pronounce it. You, you, you know, you don't pronounce the new Chevy uh, Europe, Europe. It's the Chevy Europe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, just just food for thought. I just thought that was really funny that it's it's just we've got into that level. And I think that was a real like humbling experience where I was like, uh, we, we we're at that level where um, you can't trust anything. <laughs> but that being said, uh, this week in games, um, the only thing I really played that was different, it wasn't even new. I played the new Fortnite season. And there are some great new adjustments. Um, it is. The one day I did play was the first day of it, so it was really hard to get in a game because the servers were, like, having trouble, but that's always how it is day one of a season. Um, but there's a lot of improvements. I like the fact that they brought, um, what is it called, upgrade benches back, which is awesome. You no longer have to find a character in the game which was cool i like the whole thing that they added last season of characters being in the game where you go and talk to them and you can buy things from them and they can upgrade weapons that's fine but i didn't like the fact that you had to find a person in the game to upgrade weapons i thought that was kind of dumb because then rather than running up to an upgrade bench and just modifying your weapons you have to go and have a conversation with someone which is kind of weird when you could be being followed by someone that's about to shoot you. It's kind of weird that you're talking to an NPC in a BR. <laughs> it's fine for the side missions, like doing collect-a-thon stuff within Fortnite. That's fine. But when it affects gameplay, like upgrading weapons, it is kind of weird to be having a conversation with an NPC to upgrade your weapons, in my opinion. I think it's smoother with an upgrade bench, so I'm glad they're back. Um... I don't know if you've seen the new character that they added this season, but they have Rick from Rick and Morty as the the last unlockable. I think it's level 90 is Rick, which is which is cool. It feels very out of place in Fortnite, um, especially a game that's marketed towards uh, very young game players. Having a Rick in the game is kind of awkward, but um, it is cool that he has a morty um harvesting tool it's morty <laughs> as a hammer which is really funny and um there's oh, a man. bunch of space of themed stuff so he makes screwed. sense within this season with the alien invasion and all i like all that that's all really cool um i like the idea that there's like spaceships in randomized places where they can pick you up and like quote abduct you but you can get like shot in the air while you're in the tractor beam of it so there's some really cool stuff in this season. 
Um, they they still have the animals, the wildlife from last season, which is kind of dumb. I was never really a fan of the wildlife. Uh, it got old pretty quick because there wasn't much you could do with it. Um, you can still hunt wildlife, but it only gives you like health. That's all it does. There's no way to get resources from animals to upgrade your weapons like last season. Um, Try to think of what else changed. Oh, the big change is the battle pass redemption. And I'm not too big of a fan of it because to me, it's too convoluted. I understand what it's trying to do. It's trying to be very uh, user-friendly in the sense saying that you don't have to get all 100 battle pass stages to get everything or get the thing you want. It is way more complicated, though. So instead, <laughs> it was every time you leveled up, you got a level. And when you got to level 100, you unlocked everything. Now it's whenever you level up, you get five battle stars. And the battle stars is a currency to unlock things within the battle pass. And you can choose whatever you want within a page. And this is where it gets really confusing. You can only unlock the next page if you've purchased four items from the previous page or got 10 levels. So in translation, there are, I think, eight or nine pages. So if you get 10 levels per one, you've kind of reached 100. So it is still the same. But then you have to use all those stars. And then you would have to like figure out if you had enough stars. It's just... Very convoluted. If you play the game enough where it's not a problem, I'm sure that it's easy to get to 100 and purchase everything. But instead, it's really confusing because if you play casually, you'll level up every now and then and be tempted to buy everything within the first page. And then you'll unlock the second page and be like, wow, I don't have enough for any of this stuff. I don't know. It's really weird because if you... I guess you could intentionally get to the last page. Like, say you just bought the battle pass to get the Rick skin. You could purchase the four. I haven't actually done this, but I'm sure you can look on the pages and see what the cheapest things are on each page. And let's say that there's four items per page that are worth only five battle stars, which means four levels gives you a whole page. Then you could get to page nine in four times eight, which would be 32 levels. And then pay whatever currency you need to get the Rick skin. So I guess there is an advantage to it. But the problem is, is they're banking on kids spending those uh, battle pass tokens, the stars, um, as soon as they get them. If you saved them up, I think you could get like high tier unlocks very early, like level 40 is what I'm saying. Um, but I think they're banking on people just wasting them immediately when they get them. I was looking through it and realizing that I guess the proper strategy would to be to purchase nothing until you get to level 100 and then purchase hmm. everything. I don't know. It's really weird and really convoluted. It's not something I'm a fan of, but it also seems like something that they've put enough effort into that I don't think that they're going to change it next season. This looks like something that they put a lot of thought into and they think that it is in the long run going to do better. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. I'm used to the linear battle pass like uh, Warzone yeah, and Fortnite. Because yeah, yeah. Fortnite kind of, I feel like Fortnite started it all. I feel like the linear, you unlock something for every level of 100 levels. I feel like they started that. I could be wrong. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, 
but I feel like I feel like they Fortnite? started that because like uh, yes, like can you name an older game that had a hundred level battle pass unlock? Well, yeah, system? Call of Duty didn't have that, did they? They had a smaller one. Yeah, and they were one of the more recent ones. Yeah. Um, I feel like even Rocket League had one. Uh, no, Fortnite Paladins. was out before Paladins. Yeah. Yeah, Paladins and Paladins only ever got to like what fifty? I think they yeah, had 50, fifty per 60, season, but they were much like shorter that. seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's really crazy to see what seemed like the um, the brand that started it uh-huh. totally change a huge aspect of what a battle pass is. But they already did that back in January where they started the Fortnite crew thing where you pay, I forget if it's 10 or $15 a month, but you get access to the battle pass without having to buy it. Basically, it's a subscription service that every month they give you a skin and currency, but you can also use the battle pass. So they're already trying to get away from the buy a battle pass system. They're trying yeah. to get into the subscription model. So I guess if they get enough people on board with this subscription model, then maybe that's why they're kind of trying to shake up what the battle pass even looks like to even more make it more look more friendly to the consumer. Maybe I don't know. It's interesting. Um, but yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. That's like all I played this week. I think I finished up my Overwatch unlocks for the uh, anniversary event that already ended on Tuesday. Oh, nice. But uh, we do have more Overwatch news to talk about later, but I'm not going to jump into that yet. But uh, what did you play this week that was new? Uh, I actually played a a little indie game. Um, It it kind of just uh, it crossed my... Uh, what's it called? My uh, my vision while I was on uh, Steam. your radar. <laughs> yeah, across my radar. And uh, it's cool. It's a cool little game. It's called uh, Freedom Hunt, Kill, Fly to Survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, uh, the game was 89 cents. Uh, and I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. Wow. It came out June 1st um, and it is still a game in development. It's from Lorag Games and uh I'm actually going to contact them and see if we can talk to them because the game looks like it has a huge amount of potential. It's a huge open world. You're a golden Eagle. Um, You do fly around and you do have obstacles that you can fly through. You collect stars, all this other stuff. And then there's also uh, where you hunt uh, small animals and you grab them, you eat them, that kind of thing. So there is that (laughs) aspect to it. It's a flying survival game, but it's also uh, a little, um, like relaxing in a way, you know, flying around and stuff. There are some glitches to it still right now. Like I said, it is a game in development. It's only an 89 cent game, you know, for the love of God. Uh, They just put on June 6th, they just did a controller support thing. And uh, it was a little hard finding uh, the controls for keyboard and mouse, but come to find out that it's uh, P is the pause menu. Um, you can speed up or slow down using left shift and left control or right shift, right control. Either one is your choice. WASD to fly around, etc. cetera. Uh, so it's kind of neat, man, but it's a, you know, it's still a game in development. And I thought for 89 cents, why not? I'm going to give it a try. So I played it for a little bit, uh, probably be playing it some more. And uh, yeah, yeah. But it just came out on June yeah. 1st. You know, I figured why not Let's give cool. it a try. But mostly it was Overwatch and uh, also played some more Dying Light. I love Dying Light, dude. It is such a cool game. It is so cool. Yeah, I, I'm still meaning to get back into it. I kind of want to show it to my wife, though. 
and uh, oh, dude, let yeah. me see how cool the beginning is. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a really good game. <laughs> yeah, I do want to check out some more new games. There's some new games in Game Pass that uh, I'm excited to play more of. Yeah, there's that one game that I need to restart. Remember I talked about? It. I forget what it's called, but <laughs> it was that one I talked about a couple of weeks ago, where I immediately created a broken save file. <laughs> oh yeah, because because uh, there was a there was an attribute that you needed to get into the next area very early, and uh, it's it's just there's no way to move on with how I somehow glitched the game out. It's crazy. But anyway, uh, is that the only game you had? Yep, yep, that was all I played, man. It was new okay, anyway. Cool. Let's head on to the news because we got some fun news today. Yeah, we do. I'm excited about it. Oh yeah, it's time for the news, bitch. Okay, so the first thing in news that I have is uh, what a lot of people have been talking about, which is Battlefield 2042. Um, We had some rumors about it's basically the trailer that was going to be released. There's now rumors about it having full gameplay shown at the Xbox Showcase at E3, which is then also solidifying the rumors about maybe it being a day one Game Pass game. Uh, which would be cool, uh, but there's a lot of big questions about about Battlefield 2042. Um, first of all, the trailer looks really cool. Um, oh, yeah. I did watch it before um, we podcasted because I was realizing that I hadn't actually seen the whole thing yet. And um, it looks really cool. Um, I like the idea that it's not crazy in the future. Like a lot of it looks like modern stuff today mixed in with a little bit of the future. And I'm torn between the idea that it is still people fighting people. Because if it's 2042, we're talking about 20 years in the future. I guess that makes sense. If it was Battlefield, (laughs) for the sake of the joke, 2077, um... I don't believe that humans will be fighting humans in 2077. I feel like everything will be automated and it'll be really stupid to use humans. <laughs> and like by that point, wouldn't it all just be robots anyway? But whatever. Beside the point, 2042 is still believable that humans are fighting humans, I think. I'll let it pass. But I am going to complain about the fact that are are they seriously okay calling this Battlefield 2042 after the like um total a wreck of the media on cyberpunk 2077 i feel like there has to be someone at ea or not ea is ea making battlefield uh is it i know it's dice that makes battlefield but anyway yeah it's ea um yeah um there's got to be someone that's like hey should we still call it this with how cyberpunk (laughs) was received because it's well, hard EA to see Battlefield it. 2042 yeah. and not think of Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's yeah, it's a completely different game. We know it's completely different. It's Battlefield. But I do think that the naming is an unfortunate timing. <laughs> but yeah. that being said, yeah, that you got a point there. I I don't know, but like what would you call it? How would you I guess you could call well, it I something think it's, with 
It, well, if you look at the backstory, because there is a backstory to the title, and it basically what they dropped is this. They said in Battlefield 2042, the world is on the brink. Shortages of food, energy, and clean water have led to dozens of failed nations, creating the greatest refugee crisis in human history. Among these non-patriated or no-pats are families, farmers, engineers, and even soldiers. Amidst the crisis, the United States and Russia draw the world into an all-out war. No Pat specialists join both sides. So basically, they say they're not fighting for a flag, but for the future of the <laughs> non-patriated world. So you're going to have people jumping sides that agree with the other side. They're not fighting for a flag. They're just non-patriated. There's no, uh, there's no uh, countries that they're fighting for. They're just fighting for what they believe is right. And it's kind of cool because have you seen the new maps? The maps kind of help with that story. Yeah. Um, there's one that's in the Antarctic and that people are fighting over oil. Uh, there's one that's, uh, I like, thought it looked like JJ Abrams made a battlefield. I thought it yeah. looked a lot like a star Wars film. <laughs> it it kind of did in a way The the, uh, the, uh, the trailer did big time, big time. Um, yeah. there's, there's one where they fight in India in a dried up seabed and there's all these ships that are stranded out there and they're fighting in mm -hmm. the middle of all this stuff. Um, a major city in South Korea. It's, I mean, there's going to be so many cool, cool maps. It just, to me, it looks really cool. Uh, you right. know, there's one that looks and like it's hearing... Cape Canaveral that they're fighting at. It's really weird, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of understand the idea. Um, and uh, you know, the, they have all out warfare, 128 players, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. 128 now, player okay, all so, out. Right. And that's where we're getting into the the controversy over the game is just hearing what you had to say about the backstory of the game sounds yeah. amazing for a campaign. And they have announced that there's not a campaign to this game. And that is making a lot of people kind of question how can it still be a $70 game with no campaign? It's just multiplayer. Yeah, there's going to be no and, traditional single player, single player campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And of the multiplayer, there's currently not going to be a battle royale, but there is rumors that maybe they're going to make a free battle royale, kind of like Warzone. Well, there's another. It. Yeah, they have another a multiplayer mode that they have to announce. And yeah, that maybe mm -hmm. that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And what's what's crazy is when you like see polls and statistics on how many people actually play the campaigns on Call of Duty or Battlefield games. It's a very low percentage of people actually play those. Yeah. But for the people that do play them, it's a pretty big it's a pretty big reason to pay the dollar. But you got to remember that the developers are seeing numbers of engagement on certain parts of the game, and if they don't think many people are going to play a campaign then they're not going to invest in it. Um, so I understand that. But on the other hand, this is like one of the few um, war games. Like, I'm not too big of a fan of war games, but it's one of the few that I would want to campaign for. <laughs> it sounds amazing as a campaign. Like just if you create this world and you have a whole backstory to how it got there and you have a whole backstory to how everyone feels about it why put that effort in why put that pre-development effort in if it's just going to be multiplayer you know just say that people don't like each other and have a day <laughs> but 
I, I don't know. It's it's just it's just unfortunate. And I'm I'm hoping that maybe there's a little bit of pushback on that because I I'm curious whether in early development they started a campaign and we're told to scrap it. I'm wondering if there's a scrapped partial campaign that was cut yeah. to meet the holiday season or something. And maybe well, they could like say that they'll have a DLC campaign later on. That's what I'm know. thinking. It just would be cool. Yeah. You know? That's what I'm thinking is that later on, they're going to have some sort of a DLC campaign right? Uh, campaign mode. That's going to happen. Cause you know, think about it this way, you know, the, the whole 128 uh, player battle mode, uh, the uh, what are there's just another uh, squad mode that's going to be on there. A um, uh, couple of different things. So it's going to be different than, mm-hmm. you know, the normal. And like we said, the unannounced multiplayer mode that's going to be happening. Uh, so there's going to be three different multiplayer modes that are already in the game. This might actually be a smart move, because if you think about it, introducing a campaign later on, after people have already jumped into your game and played it because they want to play the battle royale or well the you know the the multiplayer modes and have fun with that, yeah. um, which I noticed there was always tons of people and this this game does offer a bunch of different twists and turns like the tornadoes and so so forth. Uh, I think that's actually kind of cool, but introducing the the uh, campaign mode later on down the road might be a really smart move business wise, man. If you think about it, because. Uh, their game's already yeah. going to be played. You know, it's going to be released in October. So people are going to be playing it during the holiday season, having fun with it, yada, yada, yada. And then boom, springtime, drop a DLC campaign mode. Everybody's interested in the game again. You know what I mean? And it gets a new yeah. like rebirth. So yeah, it could happen that way, man. It's just, there's a stark contrast of it's, it's going to be, they already said that it's going to be another 60, $70 game, depending on which generation you buy yeah um to compare it to the most common competitor the 60 70 dollar black ops yeah uh cold war which has not only multiplayer but also campaign and also zombies it also has its integration into br and warzone it just feels like that's a lot of content compared to what battlefield is asking for you to invest the same in Uh, i feel like I feel like there will be pushback if they don't at least announce a BR or a campaign. So it, it is interesting. I, I don't feel like it's worth the price tag compared to Cold War. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree day, with that. You yeah. have to sell it for those dollars because of it, the fact that it's a AAA title that's yeah. going to push holiday sales. Like even if they know it's not worth that dollar. They still have to sell it for that. Yeah. <laughs> they can't undersell it. Otherwise, people won't think it is what it is. Unless know? they have a new multiplayer idea uh, for their third mode that is going to just blow everybody out of the water. I don't know. Uh, it could yeah, be. Yeah, that's the you know? thing. If they are planning a Warzone free BR competitor, that is going to make so much money off of microtransactions that there's no reason for a multiplayer game with no campaign to be $70. Yeah. That's insane to me. Yeah. But, and that might be the case. They may, they may come (laughs) back, you know, they may get some pushback because of the price with Mm -hmm. there being no campaign and come down in price. 
you know, it, it's a possibility. So who knows? Yeah, well, Battlefield 5 was such a flop that it came down in price in like two weeks. <laughs> I could see them coming down in price and then making the DLC <laughs> if they do a DLC campaign and then charging like 20 bucks for that, you know. That, yeah, that'd, Battlefield, be a, that'd be a smart move. Good way to make some money. Battlefield 5 came out, I think, in November or December. And like two weeks after its release, I got it for like $25. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> it was like a brand new game. Like that game flopped so hard. I think that's what I did, too. I bought it after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't that bad of a game, really. It just it didn't. You know, I mean, obviously, I don't play it. It had anymore. no player base. Yeah. Like from day one, nobody was Which playing does, it. So that I destroyed think, the multiplayer. I think uh, Battlefield plays One's, Battlefield One. Battlefield One is still more popular than Battlefield Five. Oh which yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, I think I have that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's it looks great. Game. It's a great game. But anyway, yeah. let me get on to some more news. Absolutely. Um, the Arcade One Up has announced that they are releasing a Simpsons arcade, and <laughs> it includes two games. And it includes the classic Simpsons arcade game, the original uh, one from the, I think, early 90s. Um, Very good game. But is it worth $600? Um, There's not many arcade one-ups that are $500 to start with. And this one is asking $600. Um, That's pretty crazy. Now, now it isn't... a officially announced the price um but they accidentally posted early and it had the price so it's it's pretty likely that it's going to be six hundred dollars maybe they misquoted and maybe it's going to be cheaper but six hundred dollars if that is the price is pretty high i think but i do also understand that licensing that game has to be expensive oh yeah so it's got to be possibly that's it but the thing is, that's one of those arcade cabinets that even if you're not that big of an arcade fan, it has value. Like, oh, yeah. Um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cabinet, yep. even if you were not into that arcade game and you just collected Ninja Turtles stuff, you still would have to have that. So I understand that there's Simpsons fans out there that would still pay for this, even if they're not arcade fans. So I think this is a very cool cabinet. But at the end of the day, once you're approaching $600, you're well beyond the price you can build one of these for. <laughs> and that's just crazy, you know, because yeah. it doesn't take much to make the internals. And I'm bas- I say that, but in 2021, plywood is very expensive. So I take back what I said. Two years ago, <laughs> you could build one cheaper, but plywood but is so insane right now. most people buy it instead of make it nowadays anyway. Yeah, so I what understand we need to that. do is we need to create a bot program, buy these all up, sell them for 900 <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing there we go. is this arcade one up cabinet once i'm paying six hundred dollars i don't want it to be miniature yeah, yeah i am yeah. if it was a full-size cabinet i would pay 800 maybe oh easily yes but um because a full-size cabinet for a full-size cabinet yeah but the thing is a modernly built full-size cabinet doesn't need all the bells and whistles that an actual arcade cabinet needs uh, I know, but just that's, selling it for. But that's what you want, man. I would want the nostalgic, <laughs> old school. You know. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. It's just weird because once these arcade one ups start going up in price, you start getting closer and closer to real cabinet prices, and it starts getting a little bit more like, why do I want a miniature, cheap <laughs> version of it at this exactly, point? Because it was kind of yeah. cute. When it was two hundred to three hundred dollars, like if you had that money to 
uh, throw down on a miniature Pac-Man. Cool. You know, it doesn't take as much space as a full cabinet. You can and then still how much do they charge not you for be hated the, uh, by your wife. Extension stand. <laughs> yeah, the stand to make it tall enough for an adult is like $50. Yeah. yeah. But still, that doesn't make it full size. It just makes it taller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Simpsons is a very cool thing to add to their arcade one-ups. Yeah, it's, it's really... Yeah. I mean, it's it's just not my cup of tea because like i'm not rolling in cash like that but i understand that people who do collect these that's not that big of a deal and i'm sure they're very happy to see this announced oh they probably are i just have it just kind of makes me happy to see these i like them even if i would never own one i still like to see them made it's kind of a nostalgia thing and just to see someone put in the effort to recreate these cabinets and get those licenses. And it's cool to see them even at E3 to announce like new ones and stuff. I, I think Arcade One Up is a very good company that started as this company that you kind of shook your head at because you're like, who the hell would pay $200 to play Pac Man that you can buy for $4 on the Xbox store? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it, then it, you know, once you started seeing more and more cabinets, you're like, oh, it's kind of like pop vinyls. Like, it's not about owning one, it's about someone walking in your house and seeing which ones you own. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's kind of a very expensive <laughs> hobbyist collector thing, but it's not about, oh, you got the Ninja Turtles cabinet. That's cool. It's way more about, oh, you have these three arcade one-ups. Those are hard to find. I think that is completely what it is like now. Yeah. I don't think it is. Uh, I don't think it's about having just one. I think it's turned into an expensive version of you know, collectible vinyls and stuff. It's a collectible uh, arcade cabinet. And, and it's and it's made to be a different scale. Like, the whole concept of it plays better as a collectible ornament than it does as an actual game, if that makes sense. It's just yeah. it's just a bigger flex. That's all it is. Um, that being said, um, my last piece of news is about Prince of Persia, which, uh, if you remember, was supposed to have a remake um, land in the stores around February of this year. And people are thinking that the character models look so bad that they really didn't want anything of this, and they uh, delayed it indefinitely. And now they have an announcement saying that they're working very hard on getting it the tip-top shape and the thing that people want to see and it's going to be coming out in 2022. And how do I feel about that? <laughs> I think that I think that this is a necessary move because fans of the Prince of Persia series really love those games. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that have never played those games. So I think it would be a injustice to release a very rushed remake of Sands of Time. Yep. And it would it would not appease anyone because new fans would not enjoy it because it was made so shittily and, and so true fast. fans understand. True fans of the game are going to understand that hey, this is just going to make the game better. You know, right. you may want it now, but yeah. Mhm. And then yeah, true fans if you rushed it out would also hate it. So yep. it's a they choice would. between displeasing everyone and pleasing everyone so i think it's a no-brainer that they need to delay it a year but i'm very actually surprised that they have delayed it a full year that is crazy 
we're talking about a game that up until like I think it was like January 10th or something. It was like the first week of January. They were still acting like it was releasing in February. And then a in like a massive a week, they were like, um, we're going to delay it. And we're listening to the uh, reaction of the fans and we're going to work more on it. That statement was not, hey, it's coming out in four months. That statement was, hey, it's coming out in a year. So it's really crazy. You're wondering if they are going back to square one <laughs> or maybe just like maybe they have just re-envisioned what they're actually going to do with it. Maybe they didn't expect the reaction. I think we talked about this back in February, to be honest. So I am being a little redundant. Um, I think I did previously say that maybe they were not even anywhere near being done with the game and that they did that as a fake just to see people's reactions, to get people one talking about the game and two, seeing if people actually cared about the game. But they actually care about the game, and people notice that because they reacted so poorly to what they saw. <laughs> yeah. So it was a weird... I'm thinking maybe it was a weird like field test, because there's all those theories about the Sonic movie being intentionally bad-looking so that it got people talking about it and made people come see the movie to reward uh, their interaction with it. <laughs> Is the reverse psychology thing of now with the internet being able to boycott things and make you remake stuff. There's the idea that if you put something really bad out there and make people think that it's the final product and then you adapt it to what they want, that they have somehow had their input on it. <laughs> so there are theorists out there still that think Prince of Persia was nowhere near being released in February and that it was just a ploy to make people react. Yeah. Um, but I really honestly don't know. Um, I think the fact that they were talking about it in November at the gaming awards, I, I think maybe it was actually about to be released. So it's crazy that it's being delayed a year, but I think it's for the best. And I'm hoping that we see maybe around next November, maybe we see a trailer for an improved version that looks like an actual remake because the, do you remember what it looked like? the trailers for the remake it looked like a ps2 game that yeah. kind of got a resolution buff which Basically. is embarrassing because it was a <laughs> ps2 game <laughs> so it shouldn't still look like the original uh console generation that it was on otherwise it's not a remaster it's just a uh port so i don't know uh yeah that's the last piece of news i have um we have a bigger story to talk about later but um I'll let you take it away from here. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, basically, uh, I, I really don't have a lot of news myself either. Um, one thing that I'm going to talk about is Overwatch, but the first thing that I wanted to discuss was uh, some things that are happening to uh, Microsoft uh, Xbox Series X and the xCloud service. Basically, what's been going on is xCloud has had issues with uh, uh, game loading, uh, service was launched in September, as everybody knows, and they're powered by X1, Xbox One S server blades. So now what they're doing is they're changing those over to Xbox Series X server blades, uh, which is going to totally speed up the cloud service completely. They said that it's going to dramatically reduce the wait time for launching games. Uh, you're going to have uh, better frames, all that stuff. You're also going to be able to access the uh, next-gen games that are optimized with the cloud service. Um, 
Now, uh, the service is still only in the uh, invite-only beta mode, right? Or is it up and running? It's up and running, I believe, because you can use it today. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Uh, let's see. They're, they're, oh, okay, here it is. They're going to be launching the Xbox Cloud Gaming Service through uh, the browser for all uh, Xbox okay. Game Pass Ultimate members in the next few weeks. So uh, that service okay. is currently only in uh, invite-only beta mode. But um, when they do the expansion, right. and they had to, it's going to be available. They had to for make that everybody. They had to make that. Remember when Apple would not allow yeah. them to put a Game Pass, yeah, I'm sorry, exactly. X Cloud app in their app store. So they basically had to do some backwards working to make it workable in the browser. I yep. forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, so basically they're making some big moves. Um, they're going to be offering. Uh, uh, cloud gaming all over the world later this year. Uh, it's going to be hitting a lot of the bigger countries, Japan, Mexico, Brazil, Australia. Um, it's going to be going everywhere. Uh, now um, you can get the uh, game pass ultimate tier still for 1499 a month. And if you can access your Xbox game cloud, if you've got really good service uh, or internet service and you can access that, man, it's just a huge, huge deal. And on top of that, here's some things that are happening with the xCloud streaming service is uh, Microsoft is announcing a streaming stick. And they're also in the works um, in 2019, or I think it was later last year. Yeah, later last year, um, uh, Spencer had announced that uh, there's going to be an Xbox app for TVs. Now, he said he expected to see that, quote, in the next 12 months. Well, it looks like that's going to be happening, but they have not talked about which manufacturers are going to be adding it to the TVs. What this is going to do is if you have the app on the TV and then have the xCloud streaming stick plugged into your TV, all you need is controller. Um, they're talking about also, <laughs> which is just so freaking cool, dude. They're talking about also... Uh, making its own standalone streaming device that you can plug into your TV or monitor. So if, again, if you have a strong internet connection and I'm thinking it's probably at least what, like, you know, uh, what do you think you would need? Probably 500 megabyte at least. Um, yeah, that'd probably be the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and then you can play your Xbox series X games. You can play all these next gen games, uh, with this new service that they're offering, especially once they update, update the uh, the blades, like I said. Um, now, they haven't talked about a price for it. They haven't talked about a release date for the standalone thing um, or really the TV app plans. They haven't really been talking about that. Now, I think they're going to start announcing the app plans once the holiday season starts hitting because people buy the shit out of TVs during the holiday season. You know it and I know it. We've seen it a million times. We're both in retail, so we, we've seen that happen. Um but it looks like, uh, you know, they're going to be not really talking about anything going on uh, here Sunday when they do the games uh, showcase. But, uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to get any new details as far as the app or the stick. Uh, but the xCloud service, we may hear a little bit more about that because of the blades that are going to be being used but yeah man it's actually kind of some exciting news if you think about it um microsoft i'm telling you man 
they are pushing the envelope and leading the way as far as the streaming services are concerned. And I think that they're going to be, people are going to be looking at them as a model as to what to do. Um, but I'm excited about it. You know, you move somewhere with good internet. If you don't have a console and you get that streaming stick, you're set, man. I mean, there's hundreds of games that you can play and you can play them in next gen resolution on your 4k TV. So it's just amazing. But anyway, that's all I have really about that. Uh, with Microsoft, um, that that is actually I, I, I'm going to let you move on in just a second, but it is an interesting choice that they did the it, they're switching out the Xbox One S blades with Series X blades. Yes, which is cool, but that's a interesting sacrifice that they chose to make because currently they're having no trouble selling Series Xs whenever they can make them. They are choosing to put some of that hardware and labor into making those blades for their <laughs> their xCloud service yeah. rather than selling Series Xs in stores immediately. So that is interesting. At some point, yeah. they made the decision that they're okay losing sales of the Series X in favor of basically getting ahead of xCloud looking bad compared to the PS5 and Series X. So I think that, it's gonna, that is I think it's actually <laughs> going to be a really good move on their part just because of the fact that they're getting ahead yeah. of the game. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying oh, it no, is I understand that they thought of that and they made that risky choice. It's a very risky choice, but Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. <laughs> it is interesting. Uh other thing that I wanted to talk about was Overwatch. Um, there's a lot of big news with Overwatch 2. Um, I think the but the one thing that people are excited about is uh crossplay is uh coming to Overwatch. There was a developer update um that was released, I believe, a couple of days ago. And uh basically, you know, when the game came out, the game's five years old. Did you know that? Gosh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a long five years, yeah. Yeah, and they said back then they had no plans for any cross-platform play in Overwatch, and uh, they said that, uh, you know, there's going to be competitive issues with balancing, mixing mouse and keyboard and controllers, and that makes, that makes sense. Um, but, you know, as we've been talking about over the last couple of years, things have changed, and people are really wanting... Uh, cross play and a lot more companies and developers are starting to initiate that. So uh, Blizzard uh, yesterday um, made a surprise announcement and they said that cross play beta testing is coming soon to Overwatch and it'll allow all players on all platforms, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch to group up and play together. Um, you have to uh, download the latest Battle.net update. Um, you have to make an account if you don't already have one uh, and go into the settings and you link your console accounts through it. And the update has also merged your friends list from different territories. You will not have to change regions to play with people except in China. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, kind of cool. The crossplay beta is basically um, setting up what's going to be happening in overwatch two from what I understand, because there's going to be some huge uh, changes with all that. But anyway, um, 
yeah, so we, you know, they're saying that crossplay uh, is 100% confirmed and yeah, we just got to wait for that major update to come. I don't think that it's going to wait until Overwatch 2 comes out before they actually do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to have the open beta, obviously. So I don't think that open beta would last a year, do you? For um, uh, no. crossplay. I mean, they may, Probably they may. Top two months. Yeah, and they may release it, you know, as far as crossplay by the end of this year for the holiday season, since we're not going to get Overwatch 2 until next year anyway. So that might be a smart move. That way it brings more interest into Overwatch, more people buy it, people buy it for the Switch, etc. You're doing crossplay. But one of the cool things that they did say about the whole crossplay thing is when it comes to competitive mode, PCs are only going to be able to play with PCs. If it's a console, you'll be able to play with other consoles, Switch, PlayStation, I- Xbox. I heard it's both. I I read that there's like multiple queue types. Like if you're on console, you can choose to queue with PC if you wanted to. But obviously you would probably not want to. Because uh, I heard that there was going to be three different competitive queue types. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah, I okay, was so. uh, from what I read, they were saying that it was going to be uh, that PCs were not going to be allowed to queue with uh, it. Maybe that's just normal competitive mode. They may have like arcade competitive modes, like you're saying that you're able to do that. Um, right. But I think it's a I smart maybe, move. Maybe I I'm really not do. talking about competitive. Maybe you are right. Maybe I'm talking about uh, quick play. And yeah. Quick play. You're stuff. always going to be able to choose if you want to do uh cross play or right. not. Um, I think they're going to leave it open to all the consoles when you say console only, because it mm-hmm. just makes sense to just do that. You're going to have a big, a much more huge uh, player pool in that kind of respect uh, for, which is um, going to cut load times down. Oh, a lot. big time, right. big time. You're going to have yeah. matches like within a minute, you know, so it's going to be really good. Uh, but I think that leaving PC to play competitive on its own is really a good move. It's a smart move. Um, you're going to avoid a lot of the problems with people claiming that people are hacking and all this other crap. So, yeah, I think it's going to be neat. Yeah. Um, I did but, read about an interesting thing that would happen is because they have to validate a Battle.net account, you're yeah. not going to see nearly as many, um, nearly as many um, Smurf accounts. Smurf accounts, basically, yeah. because of console was so easy to make an account and then you know just hop into a game. Now you have to make an account and you would have to make another Battle.net account. And then eventually that would just be too much work. So, yeah, that is also cool. I like that. But what I'm more curious about is how they're going to deal with your unlocks. Like, is it going to spread them out? Because before I have way more unlocks on Xbox than I have. Yeah, same here. And both way more than uh, PlayStation. I have the game on PlayStation, but I think of like level 10 or something. Um like, is it going to combine what you have? Because I don't know why it was separated to start with. Because I'm pretty sure my account is connected to Battle.net. And I always wondered why they didn't allow you to just cross all of your unlocks. It didn't make any sense to me why the unlocks would be separated. I understand why the servers would be separated for playing. Yeah. But I didn't understand why you would, like, if you wanted a skin on PC and on Xbox, you would have to play both. <laughs> and hope to get uh, the loot boxes. So it's really weird. Um, I I don't know how they're going to handle that. And it's kind of scary 
Um, I'm very concerned about it accidentally, like removing all of your unlocks. So I'm hoping that they've thought of that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm really hoping that my five years of work into that game unlocking stuff isn't about to go down the drain. <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? That's it's kind of scary. I know it's just I know it's just co cosmetics, but some of those cosmetics you worked a long time for. <laughs> yeah, but that is yeah, true. Um, I, I I don't know. I really hope that they uh, they do an announcement that explains what happens if you've bought the game on multiple platforms, because currently all the talk I'm seeing is about, hey, you can finally play with people on other platforms. They're not talking about people that already own it on every platform. You know, I don't, I don't know what that's going to do. Is it is it going to combine all your levels in XP? Because that would be really weird if it suddenly took all the levels I had from my other versions and I suddenly like leveled up 100 levels. Yeah, that would be weird. Um, but it should because otherwise, it's I don't know. I'm going to download account. the beta because I just saw where you can do it. Um, I'm going to download the beta when we're done with the podcast and then I'm going to try to link them and see how that works. Hopefully it doesn't fuck me, you know? <laughs> yeah, you should stream it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be horrible, dude. That would be horrible. Hey, here's my password. <laughs> About tw 20 minutes into the stream, you're like, okay, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm interested in how it's all going to work. I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. smart for queue times. I think that even if competitive mixes PC with console, it won't be an issue. Even if they ended up doing that, it wouldn't be an issue because the top 500 would all be PC players anyway. You'd hardly ever p p play PC people. Um, and as far as quick play goes, it would just be faster to load in. I feel yeah. like a lot of people would put it on console only if they play on console. Um, because I was reading that they said that if you did cross-platform with PC, that aim assist would be taken off. And there's a lot of console players that, even though they are pretty good at aiming, they're just used to how aim assist works that they probably would immediately not know what to do <laughs> if you took aim assist off. Um, I was watching a YouTuber. I think it's, it was your Overwatch. I watched them quite a bit for Overwatch news. Um, he was talking about the fact that if you play Ana on console and then go to PC, it is like night and day different because of shooting at your own people can be really helped by aim assist. Oh, yeah. And I totally forgot about that because I think I once upped my aim assist a lot on Ana, but then I downed it because I got annoyed by every time I would try to shoot an enemy, she would she would shoot one of my own players. <laughs> Even if it was nowhere near her line of sight, that aim assist was so heavy on Ana that it was annoying. But yeah, that, that is something to look out for when they do implement cross to PC. Yeah. If you're on console, be aware that it will turn off your aim assist and you will be wondering why you can't hit anything. <laughs> you're going to have to be way more accurate with the uh, right stick. So just something to think about. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say on the cross platform thing? I'm trying to think you said a lot of the stuff that I was thinking about talking about. Really? As far as cross platform, that's really all we know right now. Um, I'm going to dig into it a little bit more just because I want to find out some of this stuff. But no, yeah, main I'm, news that I have is about Overwatch 2. Th yeah. There's a really killer new uh, Widowmaker skin in the store, too. If you haven't seen oh, it. yeah. Looks dope. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm more concerned about the cosmetics. 
which sounds stupid, than I am about actually what's going to happen with crossplay because I'm pretty confident that crossplay is going to work. Oh yeah. Um, but but it is interesting that it is one of the number one things that people have asked for with Overwatch over the years, and Jeff Kaplan steps down, and it's one of the first things they do. <laughs> it's almost like everyone was already wanting it, and Jeff was probably one of the few people. Because I remember every time Jeff would answer the question about cross-platform, he would basically answer with a, it's never going to be cross-platform. <laughs> and like almost immediately after he leaves, it's announced that it's going to be cross-platform. It's really crazy. I, not to like offend his legacy or anything, but it is funny that almost immediately after he leaves, they announce something that yeah. would have been unheard of with Jeff. So uh, I think that's really crazy it may be concerning when you're thinking about the future of overwatch but i do i think where i talked about this when we were talking about jeff stepping down as much as i like what he did with overwatch and as a person and how likable he was i do think that overwatch was fading into obscurity because of uh what's the word not playing it safe just but it is playing it safe because of very conservative decisions that were being made and a lot of decisions to not keep with the times. Things like yeah. not implementing a battle pass to keep people interested in the game, not making it free to play to not increase the player pool, uh, not having cross-platform because of the fact that PC would overpower console. Things like that were the answers that Jeff would always have. And now I'm wondering if maybe in a month or two we'll hear that it's going to be free to play. There's like all these things that people have wanted for years. And I feel yeah. like the last two years, people have kind of been fed up and almost given up hope. Um, it'd be really interesting within six months of Jeff leaving, if all those big questions were finally answered <laughs> and the way that people wanted it. So like, I would, I would not be surprised to a degree, but I would also be surprised if in November they announce something like Overwatch 2 is coming out summer 2022, and until then, Overwatch is free to play and there is now a battle pass. That would be yeah. insane, where you'd be like, holy shit. And they'd be like, and season four of the Overwatch battle pass will be the launch of Overwatch 2. And it'd be like, what the hell? They have this all planned out now? And like, it would just work so much better if they had a free to play business model with Overwatch. And, yeah, uh, I just I just feel like it would flow better. I, I don't understand why it's not there yet. Um, even if they did. <laughs> the thing is, I respect the free to play business model and I also respect the Overwatch current business model. But I am I have a little bit of pushback on the halfway business model, which is Paladins, where it's free to play with limited heroes. I feel like that's a little weird. I, I'm not that big of a fan of that because it makes you feel like you have to pay immediately. You always feel like you're playing for free, but you are not worthy. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I, I think that business model is a little rough because it kind of offends you as a free to player. And it's like calling you out that you haven't paid money for the game. Um, I think it's better to be free to play and have a paid battle pass because with Paladins, it's semi free to play and you still have to pay for the <laughs> There's a lot you have to pay for in that game where it's kind of more like the free to play part is just a demo. You get what I'm saying? But yeah. Yeah. Um but Blizzard has never really been big on microtransactions. You know what I mean? They do have a few here and there, but they're nothing major. 
you know, you can buy, you know, pets and stuff like that, but it's, it's not like you see in Fortnite and all that for all these skins and you got to buy gems and all this other shit. Uh, the most you might see with it would be like Hearthstone where you got to buy decks, you know, but yeah, I know. I mean, Blizzard's never really been that way, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like them releasing $10 skins every now and then. Well, is, yeah, those are different. Kind of, I mean, yeah, you know, it, I mean, they do a lot of those for charities and then, you know, they also do them for the, the Overwatch League, Overwatch League. you know, yeah, but I mean, it's make enough money. Yeah, it's just not a, a huge, a huge amount of them. So I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like you get inundated with all these microtransactions, you know, and it just kind of takes away from the game. But I see the point of having a battle pass. I mean. That kind of makes yeah. sense. And I feel like I feel like the head of the Overwatch League, when he left, all the all the points he had about what was broken about the Overwatch League, the fact that the game wasn't free, so there wasn't a big enough player base. Yeah. Um and there wasn't as many people to watch and basically all the things that he had a problem with. I feel like Maybe under new leadership, Overwatch will get that all under control, too, because I feel like their whole model of business is dated and I think they need a little revamp. Well, there's going to be I I think Overwatch 2 is going to do that for them, though, Um, because there's a lot of uh, good stuff that's coming out about it and um, watching the trailer, uh, reading some of the stuff that's come out as far as announcements that were made um, already and uh yeah, it just it, it looks kind of cool, man. There's an announcement cinematic that's eight minutes long, and it's uh, it's really kind of neat, man. It's because it, it it ties yeah. together people, it it brings together or or it brings closure to some of the stories, but expands on others. So it's gonna be it's gonna be really neat, I think, man. It's just uh, I'm excited about it. I mean, I'm excited about all that crap. Yeah, yeah, I am too. So. Um, that was, I feel like the biggest story of the week because E3 will blow it out of the water. And I think that's why battlefield may have announced early. I think they're trying to get ahead of the game of everything else that people hear about. Um, but yeah, uh, it's going to be a very busy week next week. I'm sure that that show is going to be stacked. So get ready for a action packed news filled episode next week. And, uh, once again, thanks for listening. And we will see y'all next week.